Welcome to the Rise Up Network. I'm your host, James Carmody. The Rise Up Network is committed to sharing those stories of servant leaders, those men and women making a difference in the community and out there in the marketplace. Those men and women that are raising others up. We have a great servant leader in studio with us today who's become a personal friend of mine. This man is a Christian, he is a father, he is a doctor, he's a reverend, he is a leader, and he's making an impact and he's changing things in our region. And I am proud to call you a friend. Dr. Nate Landis, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, James. I'm excited to be back. Yeah, thanks for coming on. So, My pleasure. You know, folks, we're going to be talking Urban Youth Collaborative, the organization that's making a huge difference here with our young people. And, you know, we'll learn about that. A lot of our network is familiar with Dr. Nate Landis and your work, but for those who are not, you know, those maybe one or two listening to this, right? you know, maybe give us just a quick little bit of background. You know, where'd you grow up? Where'd you go to school? What's your path been like? Yeah, I grew up in Ann Arbor, Michigan, so I'm a diehard Wolverine fan, which yeah. is a good thing or a bad thing, Go depending blue. on which Saturday it is this year. But we're looking forward to the best. Um, my dad was a university professor, so was my mom. So I traveled mm. them around with them around to the different appointments they had and ended up in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Amish Paradise for middle Amish school Paradise. and high school. Yeah. Right. So it's hilarious. God called me to urban ministry, right? I was the guy out picking sweet corn for a living, you know, for minimum wage for my high school job. And now I'm in the inner city. And uh, instead of dodging buggies, I, I dodge bullets, you know, and it's, <laughs> it's fun because God has a sense of humor. Uh, you never, never really guess where he's going to end up putting you and, and he's faithful wherever he sends you. So I uh, went to Gordon Conwell Seminary in Boston, Beantown. Yes. So we have Beantown, that. Baby. We have that Patriot connection as well. And uh, so I was there for four years and then. Uh, that was after college in Philadelphia. I went to Eastern University and studied youth ministry and sociology. And then I also uh, came out here in 2002 and then uh, was a youth pastor at a local church for five years. And then that's where God called me to leave the traditional church model. I'm still a pastor at a local church, but the strategy had to change if we were going to engage the next generation and reach out to kids where they are on their turf instead of just waiting around and hoping that they stumble into our church and come to us. Right, right. Share with us, you know, there we have young people in our network, you know, share a little bit about your experience as a youth pastor. What is a youth pastor and, and what is it that they do, you know, and then maybe yeah. into what does well, a pastor do? Youth pastor, uh, I think we're, we're supposed to be engaged with young people in a way that helps them find the call of God on their life. Instead mm. of putting our own agenda or our own ideas into someone else, we don't want them to just grow up to be like their mom or the, mo the model of society that they might be sort of squeezed into the mold of. We want them to find that mission that God has put them on earth for. And that's really a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day when somebody comes to know Jesus. It's an even more beautiful day when they discover the reason they were born. Mm. And those aren't always the same. Obviously, yep. one can happen and then the other one never happens. But I love when they can both happen in the life of a young person. So a good youth pastor would make sure both of those happen in the life of the kids that they're caring for. And then a pastor, I would say, is doing the same work, but with families and people at the next stage of life. Got it. So beginnings of Urban Youth Collaborative. Yes. You know, what? What was the idea and the vision behind it that started so, it all? Yeah, great question. I was actually back at the place last night where it all began, wow. San Diego High School. I got to talk to their varsity football team uh, before their big game with Kearney tonight. So if you're listening to this now, hopefully 
uh, San Diego High won, but you know this is not a spoiler alert because it hasn't happened yet. Right? right. It's kind of like prophecy. I hope they win. <laughs> uh, but uh, for me, I was a youth pastor at this local church eight blocks away from the public high school. Three thousand kids are there, and ninety percent of them don't have a regular, meaningful connection to a local church. And I was getting ready to pick up kids for this optional pregame chapel service that we did. We served a meal, gave them a motivational pep talk, and it was optional to come, but the whole team would come because they were interested in getting focused and being together. And then they could also tell there was something else special beyond the burritos we were serving. There was love and and a mission and, and an invitation to learn to know God. And so I was waiting for the light to change, James, and I was at the intersection right in front of San Diego High School, right beside the McDonald's, if you can picture City College and San Diego High. Yep. And, and my life was sort of at an intersection. I had a comfortable job. I was one of those few youth pastors in the city that had a full-time salary. I had a Master's of Divinity degree at the time. And so Presbyterians do buildings and budgets pretty well. Okay. So I had a job that wasn't one of those quick turnaround jobs, but it was a long-term plan with medical retirement, all that stuff, a career path. Um, Newly married, 18 months into my marriage, and I sat there in front of the school, and the bell rang. Mm. And this sea of 3,000 kids came pouring out of the school, and I literally couldn't move because if I drove further, I would have run somebody over, and there's a lot of paperwork when you hit a kid in front of a school. So I had to just sit there and watch all these faces <laughs> go past me. And, and the first thought was sort of a moment of clarity and honesty just with myself where I just said, man, these kids won't accidentally happen into my well-endowed Presbyterian church castle down the street. If we build it, they may not come. Right, they're not going right. to know about it, no matter how great it is. So that was sort of a moment of clarity. And then the next thought uh, was also one for me. And, and then the one after that, I believe wasn't from myself it wasn't out loud but it was as clear as we're having a conversation now there's yeah. still small voice in your heart and and i heard god say who will go for us who can we send who will reach these kids mm. and and i started to cry a little bit in my car and and i was wiping the tears because i was getting ready to put linemen in my nissan xterra and i didn't right. want them to think i was soft you know like <laughs> nobody wants a crying guy picking you up uh, before your game you know right. it's a little bit weird so good to see you guys you know so i'm i'm trying you know trying to pull myself together uh but i i sort of raised my hand in my heart and said here i am god send me whatever mm. i can do so i went uh home to my wife that night and and we're 18 months into our marriage like i described we had a mortgage, and you know more than anybody, those are expensive. Yes, and, and they and require payment they every require, 30 days or so. Every 30 days. They yeah. don't forget to. You somehow. can't go on vacation uh, and take your mortgage vacation, too. So I'm sitting there, and I said to my wife, I'm still in my coach's outfit. I'm wearing my hat and my shirt. And I said, honey, I've got a brilliant idea. I said, I'm going to quit my job and go after the kids that not enough people are reaching. And this is how well I drafted James. My wife looks back at me without batting an eyelash. 18 months into our marriage. And she goes, I think that sounds fantastic, sweetheart. Wow. Thank you, God. I'm like looking up at the ceiling going, wow. I didn't know what she would have said. No Christian small group would have given her flack for saying, let's pray more. Or are you sure you heard? Let's think about yeah, this a little. Yeah. Or you're hearing voices in your car. I know a good shrink. I'll support you. But you need to go see somebody. You know, she was ready because she could see God was doing something in, our, in my life. Yeah. And she wanted to support that. So I took six months to leave well at the church. I had a, another intern that became uh, the interim. He went up and got the job. I was really impressed with him. And then I launched out into full-time public school ministry. And so that was one school 
uh, connected to one church, and then we watched that model really succeed. We knew we'd have to work out our our strengths and weaknesses and our blind spots. We'd reproduce those without even knowing it. Mm. So we spent a lot of time just trying to get it right at one place. And then here we are all these years later, we are working at close to 100 schools and 4,000 kids a week are getting served by student leaders who've invited in 60 different churches that are a part of what's going on. So I'm glad I said yes. Uh, I, I don't give myself credit for that as much as God gets the credit for going after me and he was seeing me in that intersection. I still drive through that intersection fast because I'm not sure what else God might ask of me. Like, what else might he want me to give up? Double down. Yeah, like squeal the tires, don't stop at the red. I'm kidding, I don't endorse traffic infractions, but I still wonder, (laughs) like, God, what are you going to do? And and I always want to be ready. But I know he's always coming after me to fulfill the plan he started in my life. So that's how UIC started, and we're looking forward to the future because we believe our best days are still yet to come. Absolutely. Absolutely. Share with us, you know, what is what does the impact look like? You know, what schools are you in? What does the weekly programming look like? And where do you see it, you know, in the next couple of years? So we're at uh, just about every middle school and high school from San Ysidro up to Mira Mesa and then out to East County. We've got a lot of activity as well. So our our main circle of gravity is the the mid and southern part of the county yep uh we have a partnership with the fellowship of christian athletes that's very strong up in the north part of san diego county so together we're able to reach over half of the public middle schools and high schools in the county every week and so it's really exciting our dream is by 2025 to have every school in the county connected to some student-led faith group that's partnered up with a local church so every kid that's interested in hearing about God has an opportunity. It's 100% voluntary. That's how God works in our lives. Love requires By freedom. Choice. He doesn't force himself on us. But like I was talking about earlier, he's always pursuing us. And, and we have to run away to not be caught. And my message to everybody is just stop running. It's worth getting caught by the love of Christ. Amen to that. Amen to that. Yeah. So website is uyc.org, uyc.org. So folks, you're going to want to make a note, you know, if you're driving – Stay driving, but make a, yeah. make a mental Three note if you're not. easy letters, U-Y-C, urbanyouthcollaborative.org. Easy and I know find. you guys are also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Yes, we are. And, and, so, and, that's, and that's all typically spelled out, Urban, yes, Youth, Urban Youth Collaborative. There's also a group in New York by our same name. We are different. So sometimes we have to differentiate and just say Urban Youth Collaborative San Diego. That's where we were born and, and started as an organization. Talk about where you see this, you know, really uh, – big picture so you're obviously you you partner with the group up north and you're in about half of the schools county what does this thing look like five ten years from now five ten years from now i would love to see us uh reproducing this model in other cities Mm. i think god's given us something that we're stewards of that we have to be responsible for like i said at the beginning you ask how this started and and it was god starting it not me yeah you know and so we want to realize it doesn't belong to us it belongs to god so we can't just keep it to ourselves we want to be able to share it the cool thing is all of the laws that these students use to do these faith clubs on campus are federal laws i had a guy from south dakota come and visit and see everything and after a week of watching principals and big assemblies and faith clubs he sat down with me we're having a burrito and he goes man, I wish the laws in South Dakota were the same as the laws in California because we'd love to do this there. And, and I was, almost wanted to reach across the table and grab his shoulders and shake him you know, lovingly you can and, do say, this too. and say, these are federal laws, man. And, and in fact, in California, sometimes the political 
climates more difficult to do kind of the stuff that we do and wherever you are it's probably going to be a little easier culturally and the federal laws make it possible anywhere so i would love to see uh some more training and coaching we're developing some video curriculum i'm writing a second book to go along with god wants his kids back that i just wrote to have some practical tools for churches that sign up and say yes we need to do this there's there's got to be a change because if we don't do business different as a church we're going to see a huge gap between church and young people if we keep going there are 50 million kids in public schools right now in our yep. country yep. and a million kids a year are leaving church so we've got to figure out a way to wow. engage kids and make it really uh, relevant to follow Jesus and not just some archaic sort of religion and without changing the truth of the gospel we have to present it in a way that's relevant for this generation and uh, I think that comes from engaging them in the mission of making a difference in the lives of others so I'd love to see more churches get involved in San Diego so all these church schools are covered I'd love to see this model go national and then our project 25 initiative is something that is gaining traction in several other cities very quickly uh, Project 25 comes from the parable Jesus told in Matthew chapter 25 mm. about the rich man that gives his wealth away to three servants. Two guys put it to work right away and multiplied it. And one guy was scared and buried it in the ground because he didn't want to screw up. And the two guys that did something with it gained a re great reward and were trusted with more. And the guy that didn't do anything with it had it taken and he was cast away. And that's not what we want for anybody. We're all living that parable, whether we realize it or not, no right. matter what our age is, because life is a gift all of us have uh, received instead of volunteered for, and we have to make it count. So I love the mission of Rise Up in terms of making uh, our lives and businesses and our, our roles count in San Diego. And these kids then take the money and then they have to make a original project that meets a need in their school, in their city, or around the world. Then we don't want the money back. We just want a 90-second YouTube video that tells their story. Then mm -hmm. we have a big party and celebrate the winning projects. We play the videos. We give out trophies. We have some worship, and we reward kids for making a difference. We're catching them doing something right, and they're plotting goodness in their Love communities it. instead of uh, devising uh, deviancy. And so we're celebrating this. Last year alone, in this last school year in San Diego, we gave out 50 mini grants and kids turned it into $22,000 and 22,000 volunteer hours all over San Diego doing Whoa. all sorts of stuff from uh, caring for cancer patients, combating gang violence, uh, helping with beach cleanups. They pick whatever it is that they're passionate about and they go for it. We had our second year of Project 25 in Mexico okay. and 2,000 kids participated and they produced 10,000 hours of community service. And then this year in 2020, I'm excited to announce that we're gonna have 10 schools in Atlanta, Georgia participating in Project 25 as well. So I'd love to see this wow. movement of service spread all over the country too, because life isn't found by what we keep and what we get, but life is really found when we give our lives away. That's the Amen. riddle of God's kingdom. The more you try to keep for yourself and and hoard, you're never gonna fill up that hole in your heart. You can drive a Rolex or a Lexus through it and it's still empty until you realize what we give away is what really fills us up. And Jesus says, if we give away our life for him in the kingdom, we're gonna find life. And that's what I want every kid to discover. Can I underline that, put that on repeat, highlight that and hashtag it? You bet. 
you know, it, it's, gosh, man, it's so great to be with you. Your energy and love of the Lord is just infectious. And the work that you guys are doing is so incredible. You know, folks, you're, you're listening to this. You cannot help by getting excited and inspired. You know, I cannot encourage you enough to really just get involved with these guys. You know, go on, go on the website, uyc.org, or go on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, any of the social media handles, and look for Urban Youth Collaborative. Make sure it's San Diego, not New York, but Urban Youth Collaborative. And get engaged, and you know, and if and if you're moved to contribute money, that you know, they obviously need capital and money to really move the needle on this thing and continue their reach and impact. But maybe it's serve, maybe it's bring your time, treasure, and talents to participate or partner with Nate on something. You know, and Nate has so many things going on. It go bless them, go go contribute, go make a difference. Nate, what else do we have going on? You know, in the last couple of minutes, that yeah. we want to know. So we have, you know, we have this one book. You have events. What else? Yeah, I'd love to invite everybody to pick up a copy of God Wants His Kids Back. It's on Amazon, and it tells the story in more detail that we've been touching on here. And we also would love to have someone come as a guest. It's one thing to hear about all this stuff or watch a video, but nothing beats being at a public school and seeing the next generation of young people making a positive difference and being able to put your finger on the pulse of what God's doing. And so we'd love to host you as a guest. You don't have to say anything. You don't have to be uh, a religious expert. Just show up and let kids know that you care about them and you're interested in their world. And you can contact us through our website and we'd love to have you come and just explore other ways to be involved. Nate, thank you for all that you do. Thank you for you know the servant leader that you are and the selflessness that you just, that you give to our community. You know, it's a blessing and a privilege to be able to, you know, say you are a friend. And I just, I'm so glad that you are carrying the torch and doing the work that you're doing. And the Rise Up Network is lockstep, arm in arm with you up the hill to continue to spread the word and make a difference. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate you highlighting good news instead of, you don't have to work hard to find bad news. You have to work hard to find the good news. And that's what you're doing. You're helping us not let that escape and appreciate your friendship and You've been a partner for us in so many different ways, James. So thanks, and we're looking forward to what lies ahead. Thanks, brother. And like you always say, catch people doing good. That's right. So, folks, get out there. Do something good. Make a difference with your neighbor, your family member, your friend, your coworker. We could all use that grace. Get out there and rise up.